is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Good morning, Pittsburgh. Yes, it is good morning. The sun's out. You know, the birds are chirping a little bit before they get on their uh, southward trend as we move into uh, fall. But I got to tell you something, Max Starks, you know, there's a lot of people out here who are just kind of just going a little crazy, and I understand it. Everybody's got a right and a reason to bellyache after that game yesterday. But I got to tell you something. I spent a lot of time watching the film, and, you know, there's still the, the old maxim, you're never as good as you think, and you're never as bad as you think. And, Max, there, there's some things there that are, are really going wrong, but there's also some things that are going right, and you need more of the right than the wrong, my friend. And I caught you right in the middle yeah. of some coffee. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. Need, need, need the coffee to get me going. Uh, but no, yeah, brother. Right. I mean, you know, Coach Cower used to say this all the time. You're never as good as you think you are. You're never as bad as they say you are. Right. And I think that, that that's just the time-honored tradition. And, yes, Steelers fans, you have every right to be upset. And we're we're not excusing that behavior. No. But also at the same time, twenty four hours, twenty four hours. You get twenty four hours to deal with that emotion. But then you figure out how do you support your team, and how do you how do you create something that they can go ahead and feel inspired enough to go out there and try and do better. Support is the best thing. We, vitriol is not going to accomplish that much. <laughs> but I get you have to do something, right? You got to throw the you got to throw the foam brick at the TV. Don't there you go. Spend money on it, but you know, and you def, you definitely want to stomp around, right? You know, you want to have you want to have it's my party and I can cry if I want to. Moments. That's right. Not excusing that because we're well within the twenty four hour window. Oh, but absolutely. Once, but once you hit 4, 4.15 p.m. today, winding off the end of your shift if you had a regular day of work, um, then you got to get over it because the Steelers have to get over it because they got to go out and play um, again on Sunday. And they got to take they got to take this show on the road, which they're one and zero on the road. Right. And they have to go right. see a good team, a team that had a tremendous win last night. I watched that last night. Uh, did you get to see it? All I, I was watching it until I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. See, there we go. That, that, that's the spirit. Uh, I was hanging in there, but the old man in yeah. me finally won out, and I crashed. Well, I, I think the other thing is is that, you know, the, it, it's one game. It's one week. Yes, they're one and two. Yes, did the other teams of your division win? Yes. Are you today now in fourth place in the division? Yes. That's why you get 24 hours. But now 
it's it's on the team now to handle and shoulder that burden because they know what they put out there, and you're only good as what you put on film. And they no didn't question. put a good product out there on film. And I'm not going to excuse it. I'm not going to sit here and find a way to make you know put lipstick on a pig. I'm not going. I'm not going to paint that turd pink. I'm not going to put sprinkles on it. <laughs> it is what it is. But at the end of the day, it's one game in the first quarter of this season, and they've had two games where they're still trying to figure themselves out. Guys had moments of goodness and moments of badness. Right. And we saw a lot of bad. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people were tweeting and talking to me or asking me questions. Ben looks old. He tripped trying to deliver a pass. He delivered 57 other ones where he did not trip. And he got hit and sacked 10 times, uh, 10 hits, four sacks, so it wasn't like he was just standing in the pocket the entire time as well. Now, there was a couple times where he was standing in the pocket and got hit because he held the ball too long. But I, I think that is, that is something that we have to do. We have to spread. When we, when we put that, that big loaf of bread out, you know, you, you slice the top and you're trying to make garlic bread, right? Mm-hmm. That, garlic, that garlic Parmesan butter that you're spreading on top of it, guess what? No corner gets unleft on this offense. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets a piece of all that blame spread because – Everybody had their moments. You can point to everybody at some point in this game that did not hold up their end of the bargain, and it takes all 11. And this is why this is such a great team game because everybody has to do their job for success. And they didn't have all 11 on the same page, so therefore they were not successful. No, and you're very right, Max. And, you know, you painted a nice picture with that, especially with the garlic butter, which I absolutely love. I mean, there's oh, just God. something. What's about better than garlic toast? Oh, I mean, I'm you know, telling you that with a, good, with a good marinara red sauce. Oh, my oh God. now you're speaking the something. language of love, brother. Okay, yeah, but here's the we point. Got guys on here in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of like you dangle that food thing and it's squirrel. You know, and you and I are yeah, off talking both. about something so near and dear to our hearts. But that's the that's what it is when you're an ex-offensive lineman. Okay, uh, here's the thing, and and this is. Something that uh, has bewitched the Steelers for a while now is the slow starts. You know, I don't think, uh, what has it been, 20-some months or something since they scored a, a touchdown on their opening drive. Um, they started off on the first three possessions, Max. You're talking about four penalties. And it wasn't until their fourth possession that they actually got a first down. Those type of things, while they, they hurt you badly in a home game, they are killers in an away game. Yes. Yes. I mean, you have to figure out a way to neutralize the crowd because that's the biggest thing. When you go on the road, you've got to neutralize and silence the crowd. And no better way than to score early and to look good doing that scoring. Because now the, now, now the biggest thing that creeps in your mind, the most infectious thing on this planet, right. the idea. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is what crushes a crowd. And that's what Cincinnati did right out the gates in the second half, right? Steelers kind of getting that momentum. They answered with the score. But then you come back in the second half, people have gotten their hot dogs. They've, got, they've gotten rehydrated with their libations. Right, and right. And sitting back in the stands. They're ready to cheer again, right? You got a little, you got a little bit of the feel-good juice in you. And then you go have a long drive that's methodical, and you put points on the board. And we hit that most dreaded thing if, you, if you're an opponent you don't want to see the double score. You commit the double score, which gives you two possessions worth of points before the opposing offense has had a chance to, to even respond or rebound from, from your scores. So that's what, 
you know, Cincinnati did well to neutralize the crowd yesterday and what the Steelers defense had a tough time handling because they're, they're down men, they're down bodies. And then during our game, you know, you say the one bright spot might have been Juju with some big plays, but then Juju gets knocked out the game with his ribs. Right. The, got then marinated. You lose two offensive linemen. Yeah. Then you got two. Then you got two linemen. You lose at the end of that game when you really need your guys. So there's injury injuries. You can't. You can't. There's no remedy for that. Right. Injuries happen. They're, they're a part of this game. That's the reason why we play such a such a physical game that it is. And you're left at the point where you're trying to make plays and you don't feel confident. I mean, we, we were cre- we were crying about Najee getting the ball. Najee got Najee touched the ball and affected the game twenty eight different times. Right, <laughs> fourteen run- rushes, right, and fourteen receptions. That's not including the targets. So well, he should he set a franchise he, record. You know, fourteen yeah. catches, hundred and two yards. You know, it does yeah. speak to his ability as a receiver. Obviously, we got we're lacking some in the run game, lacking a lot at times. But you know, there are there are. There are points in time that you see, you can actually see some of the running game coming together. They had two runs back-to-back of first-down runs that were absolutely terrific. They were balked. The way they showed you this is what is capable of happening when the offense is all on the same page, when the double teams are, are actually double teaming and the people are being moved at the point of attack. And you see Najee rip the ball. So – there are there are glimmers and glimpses of hope. Here's the thing I will remind people all you know any, anywhere is look the one thing about the offensive line I know that's where a lot of people are beefing right away okay but Max I know you'll back me up on this because you you lived it as I lived it okay nothing is better for an offensive line than some adversity because nothing brings guys together more than adversity and that adversity brings a brotherhood and with five guys that you need to stand in that huddle and you have to hang your hat on the man to your left or right or whatever you know Going through the fires of adversity bring about a resolution because here's the thing about it, and I know you're a Star Wars nerd like I am, right? You enjoy yep. that stuff. Because nothing was better than Yoda saying, do or do not. There is no trying. So this is where we're getting to right now with this offensive line. All right? It is down to do or do not. There is no more trying. It's about whether you get the job done or I get the job done. I have faced that in my, my career. I'm sure you have had points in time where, you know, as, especially as a young guy, you know, you sit down after, after a bad game and the coach looks at you and go, okay, you know, you, you got an opportunity to take a look at this thing. And I'll tell you, 20 years from now, you'll know whether you're a two-year guy or a 12-year guy by how you responded at this moment in time. And that's – that's what life is like for a beast of burden offensive lineman. You got your some Anthony Munozes, you got some of your great all times Mike Webster, you know, all these guys. But for the majority of offensive linemen, the Allen Fanicas, right? You face times of adversity, and those guys face times of adversity. Well, and I, th- I think the biggest thing that is it, it's put up or shut up time, and it, it, it is a moment where you have to reflect. You know, it comes that moment where you're watching the film and the coach looks over and says, this you? <laughs> is, yep. th- is this what you are? Yes, exactly. Own it, baby. this is what you are, this is what you are in the moment, or is this what you are because of lack of focus? One or the other has to be true, and you have another opportunity to go dispel that myth, 
that's on film when it's bad. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget. I gave up two sacks against Derek Burgess in Oakland uh, in in 06. And I, I was remember. so distraught. I yep. was pissed. He was lined up in, in a 17 technique yep. because it's not he's so far out there. He might as well have been running off the sideline. Uh, and I gave and, and I just I had no answer mentally in the game. I, I knew I was a good tackle, but I had no answer in that moment on how to figure out the intersection point. And I had such a bad game um, because I was dealing with such a wide defensive. And it was in my head. And you're going to have those moments. But yet I could go block a Julius Peppers, a Terrell Suggs, and have no issue at all. <laughs> I could exactly. dominate those guys. But then there's that random guy that you can't that that you just can't figure out and he has a bead on you better than you have a bead on him but it's just one game it's just one game the identity of this team has still not been formulated because we haven't seen the full healthy complement of this team yet absolutely you know? so i think that's where you have to at least not not say you're you're seeking comfort or taking solace in the fact but also be realistic about the fact that you're not playing with your all of your anticipated starters. Because when we did play with all anticipated starters, guess what? It was Buffalo. And what Absolutely. happened to Buffalo? Right, so they went down. You could topple a giant. You could topple a giant. So that's where we have to – but you're right. The standard is the standard, as Coach Tomlin would say, and you've got to be ready. And when you're a starter and waiting, you've got to perform up to the level. No question. And that it, that really goes, you know, it's a broad stroke across all positions. sacks today there was you drop back and throw it 50 sometimes I don't know how many we threw it tied today um, those are going to happen I thought the guys put forth some good effort today um, you know it's it's not easy when you're blocking the group that, that put a lot of money into their D-line uh, we knew coming in that that's a good group and um, you know it's not on the guys up front by any means this is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. You know, Steelers sage Bob Labriola pulled out another great Chuck Knoll quote, and I love it. Coach Knoll used to say, when you lose, everything they say about you is true. <laughs> You know, Max, there is a lot of truth and a lot of wisdom in what Coach Knoll used to proffer back in the day, my friend. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and, and rightfully so. There, there's a lot of a lot of blame that's going to be spread, and you heard from the voice of where everybody's crosshairs is right now, right? Right. He is he is the focal point. Um, anytime you you have so much offense go through your hands after this type of game. You know, to whom much is given, much is expected. Right. And and Ben has been in this situation over his 18 years. 
he's been in he's been in this very moment. He's been in this hot seat, this hot water. He's been the target, the focal of a lot of anger and angst. But I think at the same time, with that with that also in that same vein, you know, I, I think of a comic book reference, right? A hero lives long enough to see himself turn him, turn into the villain. <laughs> right? Whoa. That's you, a deep one. Think, yeah. Think about that. And Ben has been the hero in how many times? Oh, Ben's going to break that tackle. Ben's going to extend that play. And then he's trying to do the same set things, and, and now he's getting criticized for it. So when you think about that, that I keep that mantra in mind because that is how it it's always viewed. You're all what is better? You know, when we were driving to the airport yesterday, right? How many people were just calling for his head, calling for <laughs> you know, Oh, yeah. we got to have something better that, that Mason Rudolph, Dwayne has. Oh, we have to do something different. He's holding us back. Da 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 da. I was like, first of all. Where could you have drafted for the future last year? Uh, at number twenty-four. Yeah, it's uh, uh, begoggles me. Yeah, exactly. So, and then you're mad that you have somebody who at least is trusted, who is least you know decent, has had starting experience in Mason Rudolph. You take a flyer on Dwayne Haskins. He looks great in the preseason, but there's a reason why he's not dressing on Sundays. Right. He has not shown the strides in season. So, who are you going to replace him with? There's, <laughs> and you, you know the guy took a pay cut to come back because he right. believed that much in this team. Right. You have a brand new coordinator. You've got a brand brand new offensive line. Let's just put it that way. We could say four out of five, but it's really five. It's five right. because those guys haven't played together at all. Right. So you look at that rookie tight end that's actually dependable because the veteran guy had you know he he's he's iffy. Uh, in, in, in Ebron. And you still have the receivers who, who led the league at drops last year. So, yes, they are great. And then you have a rookie running back. So, when you look at that and you're expecting this explosive offense to just take off of the ground running, it is delusional. I'm going to say that one more time, Wolf. <laughs> delusional. Can you spell it? That's the thing I want to know. Yes. Oh, D-E-L. That's the first thing you start. You start with D-E-L-U-S-I-O-N-A-L. So you are excellent. I was only third in my sixth grade spelling bee. I think there was only four there of us go. in the contest. But anyhow, regardless. Hey, you were better than one. You were better than one. That's, <laughs> all, was, that's all right. I, had I wasn't up. at the back of the bus. I was I was right in front of it. <laughs> yeah, and when it hit me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the fact is, and, and, and you say you, you're speaking much truth. And I understand there's a lot of vitriol. There's a lot of people that want to get in and start yelling about it. And I understand. Um, this is what it is when you are a pro athlete. This is what it is when you are out there and you uh, exist in a in a format that um, you know people can voice their opinion eighty thousand strong that watch you and your job performance on each and every weekend. So th- this is what it is. But the fact of the matter is, it always comes down to this, and it's about performance. Do you perform or don't you perform? You know, it's funny because I'm watching. On the uh, counter traps, okay? And I'm watching on a time when uh, Trey Turner didn't dig the guy out on the lead on the, uh, as, as he's coming down there, and he's, he bellies a little bit. And okay, 
All right, I understand. He got the trailer comes through. He gets nailed and knocked off because there was some leakage on the backside because Kendrick Green didn't get the block properly on the cutoff block on the backside. So it knocks off Zach Gentry. So then you've got this three-car pileup in the hole. And I, I, I go back to a time when um, Tunch and I were playing and Ron Blackledge was our line coach. And, you know, we had the same sort of things happening on a counter trap when we pulled the backside guard and tackle rather than tight end and, and so forth, the H-back, that sort of thing. But the point is, you know, Ron Blackledge, who was a, a, a fine and excellent offensive line coach, as Adrian Clem is, you got the same thing going. Fellas, this is unacceptable. Fellas, we got to work on this. You work on it, and you, and you attempt to get better. But it's only when you get down to the actual uh, – you know, that actual moment of either doing it or not doing it, that it comes around, you know? And, and the funny part is, is that for Ron Blackledge, I know the frustration he used to feel sometimes looking at us, you know, but it was a young offensive line and guys were attempting to get better and working at getting better. And it was a, one of those continual processes that had to occur because that's what happens. You have adversity with an offensive line, and you're only as good as your ability to overcome it. The offensive line coaches, they send you out there. They've instructed you. You know what you're supposed to do. You try to do what you're supposed to do. But the fact is there's times you don't get it done, and those those times are right now. We're seeing it, and now it's, it's about this. It's about, Max, you got to do what you got to do. I got to do what I got to do. But it's either you do it. Or you get gone. And I, I will put it this way, Wolf, for people looking, because, I mean, you know, I love giving analogies, as you as you and I both no, know. No, you, sure, you as I, or yeah, me. me. Max, Max analogies? No. What? All right. Here, here, here's, here's what I'll say. Offensive line is like a, a piece of brisket. Ooh, I like brisket, too. How do you, how do you get the best out of that brisket? Do you? I'll give you two options. Okay. S- smoker. Okay. Or a microwave. <laughs> smoker, baby. Exactly. You you can't microwave a brisket and expect it to be tender, and expect it to have that good bark, that good ring. <laughs> That's what a good offensive line is, right? Right. It's brisket, and it takes time. Low and slow is how you get to have a great <laughs> offensive line. Right, because it, it takes is. T- there's, there's you're no speaking truth, brother. You're speaking, you're speaking there, the no language of love again. There's yeah, no doubt. There's no substitute for time. So I think the same thing applies here. We're expecting a microwave because we're in a microwave-based society. We want it instantaneously. We want it now. We want all the ingredients to go together. You have to marinate that brisket too, right? Absolutely. You put a, a good rub on it. You got to get that thing sealed <laughs> up and let it soak into the skin. That's the same thing with a good offensive line. They have to be together for time. They don't have that on their side, and they're trying to create it under the highest duress possible, and we're expecting them to be great. They have good moments. But like also with the run game, Najee Harris, he breaks these big runs and then gets called back for a hold right? because guys aren't in the same place. They're not finishing to the level after contact. But also in the same vein, when they do block it right, and Najee misses the hole on the cutback on a split zone. Which does that happen. That also is frustrating. That's frustrating as an offensive lineman. I did it right, and you didn't see it. And it's like, then there's this push-pull about the inexperience because every rep for this squad is experienced. Good, bad, and different. A rep is a rep. 
early on when you would do mathematic problems, it was about the, the seeing the repetition. Two plus one is three. One plus two is three. Two plus one is three. You keep doing it over and over until you commit it to memory. That's what math is at the early stages. Memorization. That's the same thing with, with these reps. In the run game, in the pass protection, it's reps. you got to keep doing it over and over. And there's no substitute for game speed and game-type situations and the pressure. You can't manufacture it in practice. You can give a scenario, but at the same time, it never beats the moment when it actually needs to be done. And so that's where we have to take a step back, breathe, go grab a pillow, put your face firmly against it, and scream. Right. That's all you could do right now. Because when you don't have the pillow and you're just screaming, you look crazy. And that's what you <laughs> had. The rationale is lost at that point. We have to instill the rationale here. <laughs> and that's what you right. have to be constant, remi constantly reminded of. You know, for, for the people that don't know, when you're inside the bubble on these things and you are part of that offensive line that's not functioning as it should or up to the level that people expect, that standard, it weighs heavy on you. This is not something where guys are just walking in and going, ah, well, too bad. No. I, you know, you talk to those offensive linemen, and we've been part of those rooms and, and those scenarios that occur when you have these things happen. There is a lot of uh, – there's a gut check that has to occur and you've got to move towards being that guy that comes through the fires of adversity and do so as one of the five because four out of five doesn't get the job done three out of five obviously won't two certainly will not it needs to be five competent guys all across the board doing what they need to do what you saw if you if you watch that first couple quarters you got yourselves a lot of penalties right one guy, each guy on the offensive line got flagged at least once for something. All right? Yeah. It sets you back. But when you put it together and you see that 15-play, 86-yard drive in the second quarter, scoring a touchdown to tie things up, that's an example of when you get it together and are doing the proper things correctly, the potential is there and exists right there. Now, can you capture that magic longer than 15 plays and 86 yards? And that's part of what they've got to find in themselves. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, it, it's finding those moments. And here's the thing. You put it on tape. You own what's on tape, right? Absolutely. But you also have to put the discerning analytical eye. Remember I said this, Wolf, at the beginning of the year. You have to grade yourself harder than you're grading everybody else. Oh, absolutely. And you have to learn your lessons from your mistakes. So if you go in there with a critical eye and you're judging it purely on what can I do better and what is my opponent next week seeing that I'm putting out there I have to go correct that as well as focus on what I'm doing well to have a better and to move forward as an entire offensive unit and that's the critical eye that you take today tomorrow before you bring it onto the field Wednesday when you get that draft one of, of uh, the game plan for the Green Bay Packers exactly so you're exactly correct and I like to use exactly, exactly that many times. <laughs> okay, perfect. So an exacting amount of exactly. There you go, my friend. Exact. All right, we're going to go to break. We'll come back with more with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio.
plays. And obviously, you know, the initial part of this game, you saw the penalties, man. Every time we possessed the ball, man, you get a holding penalty at the drive killer, you know. Um, and so the penalty aspect of play did not give us a chance to, to establish any rhythm, particularly at the early portions of the game. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Oh, we're back. And yes, let the belly aching begin. You know, you get after it a little bit today. You kind of air out your grievances and you have at it. But you, the fact of the matter is, you know that after 24 hours, as you talked about, what, 415 today or 430 yeah. or somewhere around there, if you want to actually go by a 24-hour clock, you got to put it aside and you got to reload. And what the players are going through today, let me tell you something. When you have a performance like that, one of the first things you think about is as you uh, approach the, the uh, offensive line meeting room, as you're going in there, well, one of the things is, as Mike Webster used to say, is it's time for the rat killing, man. <laughs> you know, because you know you're going to go in there and it's going to be nasty. And it's going to be one of these things where you, it, it's, there's a harsh reality. You see whether you, you do it or you don't, whether you get the job done or whether you don't get the job done. And it's up to you personally to be able to come back and either right that wrong in the next game or you're about to probably go the way of ending your career at some point in time in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, it, it, it's <clears throat> you, you hate to say that the, these are must-win situations, in September, right? Uh, now the game will be played in October, of course, but right. this is still September. But this is where you're at because you don't have the identity, and if you want to establish an identity, it must be established within the first month of the season. That's just that's just where we're at with how this league is, with how the reactions um, are, and everybody's out for blood right now with mm -hmm. the Steelers. They smell blood in the water because this is. A year-in, year-out, perennial brand that plays quality football in the NFL. And they're having issues. But they have the same issues that the Patriots are going through right now. I mean, let's face it. Kansas City has the same record as the Steelers. Think about that, people. Think about that. Who else is one and two? Oh, the Kansas City Chiefs. They just got embarrassed by the Chargers. <laughs> they lost to the Ravens. Oh, guess what the Steelers did? They lost to the Raiders, also an AFC West team, and they just lost to the Bengals. They're one and two. So everybody can overreact all they want and, and, and point the figures. Patrick Mahomes is going through the same exact thing that Ben Roethlisberger is going through. And so when we look at it, we start comparing apples to apples, you're still in the same boat. You're still you're still you're not that far because it's just one game. Because guess what? One game could also flip it. Say we go to Green Bay next week and we win the Green Bay game. Now what are people saying about the Steelers? Just think just think. Oh, they're two and two. Oh my God. It beat Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers. Da, da, da. That's what I'm saying. So one week can flip the needle either way. We just happen to be in the red area right now of the needle. Because it did not go that way yesterday. And they had a bad showing. And you hope that this is the worst performance of the year. <laughs> when we look back on this season in totality, right. we get to circle back to this moment. And you say you hope this was, this, was, this was the bottom of the valley. And now we start climbing that mountain. That's what, that's what the goal is. But the team has to go out. And they have that opportunity. 
They have that opportunity this week because there's still games left to be played. We've only played three out of 17. There's 14 more opportunities no question. for this team to go out and, and stake their claim on this NFL season. There's no Super Bowl champion. Hey, guess what? Tampa Bay Bucks lost yesterday. They got blown. They, they got the doors blown off of them by by the L.A. Rams. Right. No team that question. did not make the playoffs last year and they had a huge quarterback change. Right. They traded them cross country. They, they did a QB swap. Yep. So. The, the, so there's a lot of change. This is that type of year. This is a good sea of change year. You're not going to see the outwardly dominant teams. You know, nobody has 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 been given a Super Bowl or a Lombardi at the beginning of the season. Last time I checked, Wolf, have, have you have you noticed? As far that? as has I know, I've not seen September? that. I've not seen it, and you know, yeah. I'm I'm pretty old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you've been there. I mean, you saw the first one being passed out. So I mean, you know, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. How old were Wait you? A oh. Actually, actually, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke that backfired. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's all right. That old. <laughs> all right. We're going to go. Let's go to the uh, phones because we have some people coming in. The number is 412-919-1316. Let's go to Juan in Charleston. Juan, you're in the locker room. Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? We're doing about as good as you, Juan. You know, you, you got to lick your wounds a little bit. But, you know, what kind of fighter are you? We'll find out when this team uh, loads up and goes to Green Bay. I know, hey, you guys talking about food. I guess you, I guess Max know how we do it on, on a loss after on a Monday walk. So, you know what it is? It's fat guy cheeseburger day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, fat guy cheeseburger day. I, I'm thinking, you know, I, I, I there's a five guys just down the road from me. I think I know where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fought the urge of White Castle last night. Oh, did you? <laughs> Not far from the house. I'm not gonna. I I I I may I may wander there later today. You just may or, get or, there. And, or and or in and out. I mean, yeah. I have a pretty good choice. That's pretty good. So. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey, Maxwell. Welcome to the locker room. That's how we do it on a Monday after a loss. <laughs> you go get a cheeseburger to calm things down. <laughs> no doubt about it. Come ahead, Juan. Right, what you got now? What What do you let's see? Get, let's get started about the game. Okay. So three things happened yesterday. The streak in it with the sacks. Boswell is not perfect against the Bengals no more. Right. And the O line and O line gave up a sack for the first time since 2019 in the fourth quarter. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's yeah, a pretty good stat. Yeah. So, yeah, and also, where can I else I start at? Well, with Ben, Ben is the guy. But I think it's time for us to go ahead and hang it out because Father Time is undefeated. And another thing, we have an MVP Super Bowl, well, Super Bowl running out, quarterback sitting on his couch. Why not give Cam a shot? Give who a shot? Cam Newton. Cam. Cam, Cam Newton. No, I'm sorry, Juan. I couldn't agree with you on that yeah. one, my friend. Look. You know, Ben has brought you thus far. Uh, it may, you know, you, you look at what's going on there as part of this. He's part and parcel of it. Those were two bad interceptions. You just, there's there's no, you know, way to turn that around and say, oh, if he had only, no. They, they were just bad uh, decisions, and you, you got to live with it now. But you can turn the page next, you know, this next coming week. And, again, you got to go back to it, and it's about growing and getting better. We saw in the second quarter what happened when you could put together a 15-play, 86-yard drive. It's still there. It's still capable of getting done. 
But at the same time, you can't keep going with uh, indiscriminate penalties and think that you're going to overcome each and every one of them. I know Chuck Noll used to say back in the day, sometimes you got to overcome the, the officials, but that's not a practical, realistic way to uh, circumvent the problem with penalties. You've got to own up to it. You've got to play cleaner football. You've got to play faster, and you've got to have better decision-making. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Cause like you said, like you guys were saying earlier, when Najee break off a couple of like ten, fifteen yards, it got that call for holding. So, yeah, I agree with you guys. And also, so and um, yeah, with the interception, I think that was one of Ben's worst throws I ever seen. Cause Juju was already on the ground. I don't know what Ben was seeing on that play. Yeah, if you're talking about the first interception. When he threw it, no, the second one. Oh, the second one, yeah. The second I, one went out when Juju was already on the ground. Well, the the biggest thing is uh, the first one was the one that got me because he started to run a little bit and then he climbed up in the pocket and then threw it and he didn't even see the guy Logan Wilson running right in front of him. You know, and that's the one that yeah. that that really, you know, I know that he would he would want that one back absolutely, no question about it. And that was just a bad decision. <laughs> But, you know, I, I'm hearing a lot of people just saying, oh, my goodness, you know, he's he's running out there and he trips. Or you know, I, I understand he's, what, 38, 39 years old. He still moved around good mm-hmm. enough. Don't, you know, I mean, come on, Tom Brady still moves yeah. around good enough. It's not like you got to be a track athlete out there. You just simply move enough to get yeah. the job done. Tom Brady led his team yeah. in rushing yesterday. Yeah, there you go. Let's just put that in perspective. So when we're thinking about it, hey, you know, so it, it age, age is one thing. Because let's face it, who are you going to find right now with these stats right here, Juan? 157 victories, 75 losses, and one tie. Who's Who, who can you yeah, go find and, right now that, yeah. that can replace that? And a career quarterback rating of 93.9. Yeah. It, it doesn't exist. Is there a exist. 19 point yeah. nine sitting on the bench? No, that that no. that's what you have in Ben, and I think that's where you have to let it play out further. Let's get to the bye week and then make a decision about that. But to do okay. this in a knee jerk fashion is is not. It You're looking for does, trouble. Does, doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, it's going it's going to cause a dissension in the locker room if you do this. And you're pretty much saying the season yeah. is done when you do make that decision this early. Yeah. Yeah, and and then so, where you and then yeah. I'll, I'll piggyback what you guys said too. Um, with the first game we beat Buffalo, then we turn around and beat Green Bay, then then what? Like you said with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be yeah, pretty. Exactly. That'll be, I I didn't hear you, Juan. What'd you say? I said he was piggybacking off of what we what said. You oh. guys saying, what you said, what you said earlier. Oh, I see. Well, yes. We beat, we, beat, we beat Josh Allen. Everybody got up saying, oh, he's, he's going to be MVP or take Buffalo to the Super Bowl. And then next week we turn around and beat Aaron Rodgers. Then what? Yeah. No no doubt about it. Look, yeah. you got a puncher's chance. And despite what everybody's saying, and I know that a lot of people are, uh, you know, beefing on Ben, beefing on the offensive line, beefing on the defensive line. Look. This is part and parcel of what it is to be a pro athlete and live through the ups and downs that occur that happen in the NFL. But look, you got an opportunity to turn this thing around. And you, I, I'm personally excited to go into Green Bay to watch these guys because, you know, it tells you something about yourself when you go face uh, a team such as Green Bay in Green Bay. It's, it, this is an exciting opportunity to find out 
Do you got what it takes or not, man? Are you, are you man enough to man up and go in there and get the job done or not? Or, you know, do you fold up your tent and it turns into another travesty, okay? You know, so, again, this is another opportunity, and we'll see what kind of fighters we got here. Oh, yeah, I agree with you guys. And that's the last thing. So um, what you guys got to say about I know that yesterday on Twitter after the game, Mayor Boy was saying Mike Hilton disrespect um, Steeler Nation, what he did after the game. What you guys got to say about that? I, I didn't even see. I didn't hear. I don't bother. I don't <laughs> waste who? any time on Twitter. Who? Who? Yeah. At the end of the who? Oh, uh, Mike. Uh, Mike Hilton. You no, know, I, no I, I, I heard. Oh, I heard who you said, Juan, but I'm also saying who? Mike Hilton? <laughs> Who? Yeah. Like Mike Jones. I'm like, yeah. that dude don't matter at the end of oh, the yeah, day. I, I, no. Yeah, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. I'm like, yeah, who's yeah. Mike Jones? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, like, I was, like, like I was telling these guys on the line. What's that? Like I was telling these guys online, man, you know how it goes. When everybody beat the Steelers, it's like a Super Bowl, man. That's all it is. <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. again, I go back to. That's where you're painting the flag. Yeah, you've got the wrong goal, buddy. <laughs> it's like it's just like Bob Labriola said, you know, he was quoting Chuck Knoll. When you lose, everything they say about you is true. Okay, that's just the nature of the beast. But you know, Juan, uh, we got more chutzpah uh, in Steelers Nation than just to sit there and cry and, 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 and wail about all these injustices and whatever, you know, about the fact that we're not playing. Okay, let's find out. We're going to find out. And you're going to have these guys, uh, you're going to find out if you're professionally capable of having more than uh, a couple of your career, you know, by the way you, you respond to these moments that, uh, that are, are tough. And look, Ben, ben has spent yeah. his whole career responding to tough moments. You know, that's how you last that long. You know, you're there because uh, you've learned how to overcome those poor performances and right the ship and get it done. And I, I believe that Ben will do the same thing. It's gonna, This is going to get righted. The offensive line is going to develop. And I know a lot of people saying they see no difference. Well, get in the film, watch the film a little bit more, and you start to see some elements that you can see coming together. Is it enough? No. But it's not enough to just say, oh, we're done and, and give up. Yeah, I agree with you guys. All right, I'll let you guys go. Shout out to the Dirty Dozen. You guys have a good one and enjoy the cheeseburgers. <laughs> will do. Uh, all right, uh, will do, Juan. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, that's the first hour. That's a wrap. We'll be back with more. It's Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio.